This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Oh, here we go, boys. Go. Ooh, I love that sound. This is a good one. the Full Scale Outdoors Podcast. Sweet weekend recap and rant. Hey, I have something to recap. Um, yeah, so the weekend before last, I was down at the Dinkin' Ice Fishing because I went down to the St. Paul Ice Fishing Show, which as you know, or maybe you don't know, if you're new, I recently moved to northern Minnesota, shores of Pelican Lake, and um, yeah, it's a bit of a drive down to the cities, so that, you know, that kind of burns a day uh yeah went down there was at the show for uh saturday and sunday had a great time uh was wore out man holy smokes like you know helping helping run the games at the, the kids corner there for clam and uh you know kind of representing future anglers of minnesota or you know because clam helps fam out so we help them out and uh, oh my god just we had like uh, a beanbag thing where you could win some stuff, and we had like a um, five-gallon bucket pong, like beer pong kind of, you know, <laughs> for prizes. And just all I was doing is chasing beanbags around and and foam balls, and yeah, it was crazy. Um, but it was fun, you know. Got to got to see some people um, that you usually only see that time of year. It's always fun. And since I moved up north, I got down, got to see my my fam brothers and sisters that was also also fun some minnesota made peeps as well but yeah i mean it burnt the weekend so i didn't really get any fishing in that brings up to this weekend so i didn't have anything or anywhere i needed to go to and the weather was going to be decent and if you've been following along with my drama 
about a month or so ago, <laughs> trying to get back to do some first ice on a small remote lake. I remember I, I managed to get my wheeler very stuck in the mud. And uh, then on a Sunday afternoon, so I couldn't get to it right away, and it was freezing and was not able. The first time I went back there, I was like, oh, crap, yep, it's frozen. Tried to chip it out, nothing happened. I'm like, all right, well, that sucks. And I was thinking, well, the only way I could do this, and maybe if I'd have done this in my first attempt, it might have happened before things were like frozen, 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 like it is right now. <laughs> but I put the big hub house over it and ran a heater in there and then continued on and fished that little lake I was trying to get to. Actually ran into some other people that came down the trail, which was kind of crazy because this is really in the middle of nowhere. And talking to them, they're like, we're basically the only ones that ever come back here. So it was kind of crazy seeing you anyways. Um, so I, I would have had some help had, you know, if, if things were – we're going to go that way, which was great. I was like, that gave me a little bit of confidence. So I went fishing, uh, you know, let it sit for a few hours, went back, checked on it one time, just make sure, you know, like the something didn't shift and the heater's burning the house down or anything like that. Everything was good, but it wasn't really making much progress. I was like, well, I don't know, kind of losing confidence here. Went back to fishing. Of course, uh, I thought I had remembered everything but managed to forget to bring my Vexlar. So I was bird boxing it out there, just fishing in the blind. <sighs> but as luck would have it, I did catch fish, like, actually, like, relatively quickly. I was like, all right, well, this might not work out. It was a little little crappie. wasn't very big, like maybe a nine-incher, you know, nothing, nothing crazy. Actually kind of small. And, uh then proceeded to not catch anything. And uh, the guys that came down the trail, they set up for spearing. They did have a tip-up out, and flag went a couple times, but they never never got anything on the tip-up. But they did spear a few um, northerns, nothing huge or anything like that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I was appreciative that they offered to help. We went back down, and we just as it happened, I'm like, well, it's either going to happen now or it's not going to happen at all. It was like... I don't know, there may have been an hour or so of light left, and I didn't want to hike out of the woods in the dark. So I start packing my stuff up. I turn around, I see they're packing their stuff up at the same time. So they kind of stop at my wheeler, and I meet them there, and I look at everything, and it's like it it barely did anything. You know, it melts some of the mud, like, immediately in front of the heater, and that was pretty much it. And that only went down about maybe an inch. And, you know, we're talking at this point, we got, like, legit – I mean, not permafrost, but it's, you know, it's, it's frozen, frozen. And so I'm like, yeah, I appreciate the hand, but, uh, this isn't going to happen. You know, literally the only way I could get that thing out at this point in time, would be like legit ground thaw. Like if anybody has ever worked construction in the wintertime, like ground thaw is like a business. Like there are, this is what this company does they come out they have these big like uh basically generators water heaters and they run water through hoses that they just snake along the ground they cover those with big padded like snow blankets and insulate it for days until the frost comes out of the ground that's what you would have to do here and obviously you're not getting that equipment down there i'm not paying anybody to get that equipment down there because i'm pretty sure the cost of doing that i could just 
buy another four wheeler. <laughs> so I'm not. So that's not an option. Uh, the option at this point in time is to just wait on old Mother Nature to help me out. And uh, so, yeah, that's where it's going to be until May. You know, I've got all sorts of people that are Snapchatting me and sending me messages, give me all sorts of ideas. Like I don't. I don't mean to be a dick. I appreciate the concern like I really do. I just don't think you quite understand <laughs> what we're up against. I'm like, don't think of it as being in mud. Think of it as being in concrete that has set because that's basically what it is. And even this mud is like reinforced mud because like the, the, like the bog material, the grass, the sticks, all that stuff, like when you go to just chip it, it doesn't chip. Like it, it's... You know, if it would just be frozen in water, that would be one thing. But it's mud, uh, like slurry. It's And it's all, like, I'm up to the frame. It's in all the hubs. Like, you know, the first my first attempt at getting it out, which failed, I pretty much chipped it free. Like, everything was loose around the edges. And when I started it up and put it in drive, nothing moved. Like, the wheels didn't spin, nothing. So, and it's like, well, I guess my, after hindsight, I looked at it, it's like, yeah, the whole undercarriage is locked in tight. The mud's all the way, you know, the, the wheels are almost all the way covered, like three quarters. So all that mud is like in packed in the hubs. That's all frozen. Like it's, <laughs> yeah, it's just one solid piece of earth right now. It's just, it's not coming out. And that's, that is what it is. Like I said, thanks for everybody's concerns and ideas. You know, if you're like, oh, put a pump check on it. First of all, you couldn't get one under there and it's not moving. So even if the jack was strong enough, all it would end up doing would be wrecking something on my four-wheeler because the only thing the earth isn't going to give, what's going to give is something metal, plastic, whatever, on the four-wheeler. So that's not a viable option. The only viable option is to just wait. So that's what I'm going to do is wait. <laughs> I, mean, I don't have to worry about anybody stealing it. I mean, there's that. And there's nothing on it to be stolen. So it's not like I'm going to get back to it and it's going to be stripped off. I mean... They can't steal the wheels because that's what's locked in. Uh, there's nothing else to steal on it. So, and it's not even a, it's a piece of shit four wheeler, anyways. It's really only a three wheeler because I never fixed one drive that doesn't work, which I have vowed that once I get this thing out in the spring, I'm actually going to have that fixed so I can have a legit four wheeler because had I had that, I probably wouldn't have gotten stuck in the first place. The other thing I'm going to do is look into the winch. Now, it does. It, Technically, there's a winch on it. You know, it's way inside. The cable probably needs to be replaced. There's no hook on it. It's never been used. I don't know if it even works. I've never tried. So I'll look into that. And if that motor actually does still work and I just need to replace the cable and put a new hook on it, pff, winning. Be, again, if I'd had that on there, also wouldn't be in this predicament. But that's what you get. You go down in the backcountry by yourself, down a trail you've never been to. Uh, I got myself a predicament predicament to have nobody to blame but myself so that was that and then Sunday I went out and I went and checked out um, Black Duck and there's about eight inches of ice out there so they got a nice base it would nice to get a little bit more there and but it's warm now um, like this week it's hovering right around freezing so we're not really making ice and now they're forecasting some snow moving in I think tomorrow night into like Thursday so it could get like a foot of foot of snow or better. better. That's not going to help ice making. So that's not good. <laughs> so turns out I might want a, a snowmobile more than a four wheeler up here. Anyways, I guess we'll we'll see how that progresses. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, 
No, but oh, but I went out there and um, man, did I find just crap tons of perch, like so many perch, little, just tiny ones, and then moved out, just kept kind of moving around, moved out deeper, deeper, deeper. Started finding some better perch. Um, never did stumble on the bluegills or crappies, and then talked to some locals that they they had been out there for a few days. And they had kind of set up, they had their wheelhouses, not on the lake because they couldn't get on the lake, but they had it just on shore. They were camping there and then dragging the port and fishing out of portables. They said they did all right and, you know, picked up some, they released like a 41-inch, 40 or 41-inch northern, they said. So that's a good fish and picked up a few walters. So I was like, well, you know, maybe I'll try some walleyes. But it was Sunday. I wanted to, I raced back and, uh. Watch the Vikings game. I was hoping, because Mel George's resort's right there, but they're not open. They reopen January 1st, probably for the snowmobilers, I would assume. But I was, because that's like right there. I was hoping they're open. I can watch it right there and then just sit back out and fish the rest of the day. But that wasn't the case. So I had to run all the way back into Orr to watch the game, which I did, unfortunately. We all know how that turned out. And then um, I was like, you know what? Screw it. I got enough time. I'm going back. So, I, But I had to run to the house, grab my walleye rods, which I didn't have with me. I just had my pamper stuff. And then uh, stop at the bait shop. Thankfully, they're still open. They're at um, Norman's One Stop in Orr. Grabbed a scoop of minnows and headed out there. And actually marked some fish. I had some really, really good marks. Um, kind of chased me up and down, but they would not bite. Um you know, maybe maybe I should have had a dead stick out. I didn't. I was just just jigging a spoon, um, and I would have put a dead stick out, but I didn't have anything set up. I mean, I haven't even looked at my walleye stuff in years, and um, the mice have spent more time in that jig box than I have. Like the foam is all chewed up. Uh, it's bad. There's like acorns and beans. I don't know where they found the beans. But there's like beans in there, and yeah. Uh, all that line needs to be replaced. And you can just tell I never really took it that serious in the first place because my rod and reel setups for walleyes are generic AF. Like, not it's not good stuff. So now that I'm up here, uh, I probably am going to dabble a little bit more in the walleyes. Yes, you heard me correctly, but wintertime, you know, I've always said I like the wintertime fish for them. Uh, you know, when I'm up here by myself, it's it gets dark at you know 1 30 in the afternoon <laughs> I mean, not quite but you know what i mean like i got nothing better to do i might as well grab the uh, light and the portable throw it out there I'm right here on the lake and just sit out there and maybe catch a fish maybe not who cares but i'm definitely not going to catch any fish sitting here in the living room so when i'm not recording a podcast or something i might as well go out there and try to catch a fish so i'm gonna have to upgrade my fishing arsenal, my walleye fishing arsenal for sure. For sure. Probably have to hit up the old Della Bay boys and get a nice uh, rod from them. So, yeah, that was fun. Oh, yeah, last weekend, and so I did the, would be my second annual. Um, the, the boys from P3 reached out like, hey, we got another packaging party. So I'm like, all right, let me know what room you're in. So I headed down to the hotel they're at for that show, and we drank beer, and Packed up some uh, P3 plastics for them boys, um, which reminds me, I don't think I, I didn't, I think it's, I think it's up and running. Uh, maybe I should look real quick before I start spouting off. Um, so I, um, 
plastics. I'm looking this up right now. They have, um, I put together a pro pack for them. So there should be a full scale pro pack that you can buy, which is, you know, the sizes, colors that I like to use. Um, I'd like to say it's, you know, really exotic, but I'm pretty, um, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't get too crazy with my colors, you know? And so I, I kept my, I kept my list, um, honest. So at least you know I use them, that I like actually use them. Let's see if they have them. See, I'm trying to see. Because he had the, you know, Doug had a SmackDown pack. And then, you know, um, Patrick had a Lone Angler pack. I'm not seeing them here now. Where are they? They got to be somewhere. Uh, where are their pro? Uh, Angler Pro Packs. There we go. Let's see, they got the Michigan Marauders pack, the Boji Boys pack, Mr. Hardwater pack. Oh, Crafty's got his own pack. Van High pack, the Lone Agler pack. Look at that handsome devil. Dax pack, Grease Monkey pack, Smackdown Outdoors pack. Oh, there I am. Anchoring the team, full-scale outdoors pack. So, yeah, there it is. Get into it. So, go do that. If you're interested in a pack from P3, go buy mine. <laughs> I don't get anything out of it, but it's cool, you know. I'm glad to be a part of the, uh, glad to be a P3 ambassador. It's what I use. I mean, honestly, it's what I use. The only, the only other plastic I use um, is I really do like the, the clam, the scuds. And I only ever get them in one color, motor oil. That's it. And I, I use them a lot. Other than that, it's like scuttlebugs, P3 scuttlebugs, spugs. Um, well, going to that pro pack, that's what I use. So that's that's pretty much that. I know not a ton for a recap, but it is what it is. Oh, and a quick reminder, too, uh, before I get into my rant. I have started, for anybody that's interested, you know, I'm trying to um, bring some traffic to the small radio station that I work for up here, um, 89.9 KBFT, uh, Boys Fort Tribal Community Radio Station in Net Lake. Uh, I have started... I have put together a, a fishing report, a fishing and ice report. Um, releases every day, or not every day, every Friday, 4:30, and uh, it is you gotta it, you can listen to it online too, but you gotta kind of hunt for it. And I don't think it's been updated, so I'm working with my team yet. So ha- have patience. This is brand new, um, but eventually, um, just keep checking it. They do have an app too, by the way. KBFT has an app, but you can just on your browser find it. And then, so there'll be a, a nice show there. And so, like, I'm talking with John Seeley from the Bemidji Red Lake area. He guides there. Clay Hool from um, North Dakota. He's doing Devil's Lake and the White Mountains. Um, I got North, uh, oh, my God, brain fart. Um, Aaron from North, is it North Woods? Anyway, I got uh, Lake of the Woods. I got that covered. Uh, Randy's Rentals is giving me a report for Malax. I'll finally have kind of a report, although you just heard it, uh, here for the Pelican area, though I haven't got out on Pelican to actually check the ice out there. I assume it's decent, though. Um, and then eventually 
uh, probably Captain Donnie for Rainy River, Rainy Lake once he starts that. He's been over at Lake of the Woods the last couple weekends. Anybody's following him. So it kind of be double dipping on the same information. So there's no real reason there. And that's and that's probably what it's going to be. It can't really grow much more than that because that fills a half hour. You know, each person does their five minutes. I do an intro outro. Boom. That, that's that's a half hour. So this is like good real-time info, you know. Um, so do me a favor and, and tune into that. That'll help my endeavors appear uh, tremendously. That'll be great. I would I'd greatly appreciate that. Pump it out and share it on those uh, fishing sites that we bug you when we do our SmackDown Live. <laughs> that that would help too. So there's that. There's a report. For my rant, I'm switching gears, going back to hunting and waterfall hunting, and I knew it was going to happen. And here we are. Everybody's bitching about the season being closed, and now all the ducks show up. Now, I don't know if that's necessarily true or not, or maybe they're just not pressured now because season's closed and you're seeing them all the time. It's probably a combination of both. It just drives me so bonkers because I think it's two years ago now. Yeah, because last year was the first year. that, Or was it this year? This might be the first year of this season where they changed it, where they took away, well, they didn't take away the split, but they changed, and we had the three zones, north, central, south, and basically central, south are the same because they have the same start date and the same split. So basically, and they did that because they had, they, they put out the surveys. I was pushing the surveys. Nick J was pushing the surveys. Everybody's pushed, go take the surveys. There was very, very, very low participation in those surveys. They had online open town hall meetings where you could input give all your questionnaires, and they made their decisions um, mostly based on that input. And what people didn't, they didn't like the extra long split in the south zone because they felt that's when all the divers were coming through, you know, the, the your calendar mid-October divers. And so the people were pissy that they couldn't hunt and they, they see all these birds on their lakes, right, just taunting them. So they got rid of it. Squeaky wheel got the grease. All right, well... We shortened that that uh, split down, and now your season closes sooner. And here we are. Now here we are. You can't hunt later. There's still a bunch of mallards to be had, and nobody can hunt them. Well, you did it yourself. You didn't participate, or you're the ones that wanted it closed anyways. Maybe you want to split in a different spot. Sure. Well, you have to participate in the survey. You have to give information. It's not the DNR's job to read your mind. And that's, of course, that's the easy crutch that they all lean back on. Oh, DNR doesn't know how to do their job, blah, blah, blah. It's like, oh, my God. You cannot make anybody happy. Like, somebody's always going to have something to bitch about. You have a longer split so you can extend your season. Guess what happens? Somebody bitches that the, the, there's birds there they can't shoot. Well, to be fair, why do you think the birds are there? It's because you can't shoot. I mean, even if the season was open, chances are you wouldn't be seeing – these birds around because they'd be pressured. They'd be going to refuges or they'd be sitting in town lakes where you can't hunt them anyways. It's the same thing. It's probably the same reason why you're seeing birds now. Cause they're not, they don't, they're not relinquished just their little uh, refuges where they can't be hunted. They can l- quite literally and figuratively spread their wings and go where they want to, not where they have to. 
because there's no hunting pressure to be driving it. And so it's giving you the false illusion that there's probably more birds around there's not. Now, would I like to be able to hunt later in the season? Yeah, absolutely. That's why I thought it was better the way it was when you had three legit zones because Minnesota, being a geographically tall state, you have legit three, you know, weather zones to hunt. You know, I think it's standard, you know, up here where I'm at now, the straight, open, and closed 60-day season makes sense because, man, there's some years, including this one, where everything locked up before the season closed anyways, so it didn't really matter. Um, sure, there might be a rare warm season where that doesn't happen, but it probably happens more often than it doesn't. And so that just makes sense. I feel like the season structure is right where it should be for northern Minnesota. Central Minnesota it seems pretty good. I mean, I maybe you could make an argument for starting it a weekend later. Um, but then you got the people bitching and moaning the teal season, the youth season. It's like, oh, my God, you guys have just so many excuses as to why you're a terrible duck hunter. It's just unbelievable. And – and in the same, they're bitching about season structure, and they keep bringing up the teal season. It's like that's not part of your sixty days. That's it's. I I never want. I I never thought in my wildest dreams that people that are diehard waterfallers, like the waterfall hunters, duck hunters, like this is their thing, that getting an extra couple days to hunt ducks would piss them off. <laughs> like you have more days. To do the thing that you profess to love. And all you do is bitch about it. Oh, it chases all the birds out of state. No, it doesn't. There's zero evidence to back that up. None. No evidence whatsoever. It's like the birds you're going to be shooting in a couple weeks aren't going to be the ones you see scouting in early September, mid-September anyways. Those teal are migrating. They move. A lot of those teal move out in late August. Don't even get a chance to shoot those. It's just, it's just it's just unbelievable to me the amount of bitching and moaning and complaining you get from these duck hunters. It's just it's unreal. And what makes it worse is like I already said, is that you had an opportunity to have your voice heard and you didn't speak up. And now that it's over, now you're speaking up. Well, too late. Maybe the next time it comes around, and I think they were doing this either for three three years, I think, before they're going to you know, review it and make adjustments one way or the other, if not. So maybe there'll be another open comment period after that three years, and then that's going to be your time. I'm telling you right now, that's going to be your time. When those surveys start going around and they're emailed to you and then they're shared on every hunting Facebook, Facebook page and getting email alerts and text alerts from the DNR and you don't take part in it, that's on you, dude. Then you just don't have, you've got no leg to stand on. There's nothing to bitch about. You can still go hunt geese right now all you want. And that brings up another point. Then put some miles on, right? Go to another state. Like you don't have to stop hunting just because it's done in your state. That's a weird thing for me, too, when it comes to waterfall hunters. You got, like, for some reason, people are willing to travel to North Dakota to hunt ducks. I mean, I know the reasons, because there's usually ducks to be had there. But nobody ever goes south. That just seems, like, out of the question. Somebody will drive eight hours to hunt North Dakota, but you won't drive four or five hours to hunt Des Moines. 
what? That doesn't even make sense. Or how about southern Wisconsin? Southern Wisconsin has a, a south zone that's open quite a bit later than Minnesota. Like, wh- just go somewhere. People will take big, f- long fishing trips. They don't even blink an eye at that. Run all the way up to Winnipeg. Nobody cares. Run out to Lake Cascade in Idaho. Go to Fort Peck in Montana. You know, 16-hour drive or whatever the hell that is. But God forbid you want to go to Arkansas, hunt ducks. Like, <laughs> if that's the thing that you like to do, you're just not willing to put in an ounce of extra effort or spend some more money. Like, oh, my God. And that's the thing. Those same people that bitch about the seasons, God forbid you, you say we should raise the license by $5 a year. Oh, oh my God, they're going to lose their mind. Meanwhile, they piss away $100 at the bar a week and don't even blink. And all they get for that is cotton mouth and a headache the next day. <sighs> Sorry, I sound like an old cantankerous man right now. But it's this kind of stuff that just absolutely drives me crazy. It's just the, the incessant, nonstop complaining and just impossible to make them happy. It's just, it's impossible. And I think you do have to realize that, and maybe it's not the same people that complain all the time, but cut the DNR a little bit of slack because there's no way to make everybody happy. If you make an adjustment one way or the other, now you're screwing with somebody else's plans. So there's just always going to be somebody that complains. The The only true way it would be to lobby to the feds to get that framework changed to get just a longer allowable season. You know, if you could get them to switch from a, a 60 day to, well, you're just, you're not going to get a 90 day season, but maybe 60 to a 70 or 75 day season, you know, maybe you could get that. Uh, I think you could. I mean, I don't know that they would go for it. Scientifically speaking, I think you could do it because, you know, you talk to these wildlife biologists and hunter harvest has a negligible effect on overall bird populations. So scientifically, you should be able to get that extended. But I think, uh, man, I mean, it quite literally would take an act of Congress to get that change. And I just I just don't see I don't see that happening. I don't think I don't think that's high on the priority list of a lot of people. So you get what you get, and you don't pitch pitch a fit, but you do pitch a fit. Everybody pitches a fit. I mean, I don't. I mean, I might have an opinion one way or the other, but I don't, like, get on social media and start bitching and moaning like it's the worst thing that's ever happened to me that I, you know. I think it's stupid. I think you guys shot yourself in the foot. I think everybody in the South Zone, literally, you screwed yourself by not participating. You know, if you don't want that too long of a split in October, then you should advocate for it just starting two weeks later and if you're the if you're the also the guy that's bitching about the teal season that i feel like that's going to give you a better chance so if people hunt the teal season even in the south zone well and then it doesn't open again so maybe the first maybe even the second weekend in october well that's damn near a month before you can start hunting again anything that is early season chase birds out or youth season chase birds out you got weeks for all those birds to calm down right and then if your other uh theory is true about chasing them shooting them out of the state well if you don't open till just think about it. if you're in that south zone especially if you're right in the border of that south zone and you can't hunt ducks until the second weekend of october well your lakes are going to kind of become a refuge for the birds being shot around there 
if if the central opens up earlier win win all the way around right so maybe you should advocate for that but when that time comes when those surveys show up you better do them or i'm going to be having this same bitch session in two three years again and i already know you're not gonna i already know you're not gonna because you haven't done it before and you won't and you won't you and you won't you the type of people that bitch about it aren't the people they're not people of action they're people of complaining and that's and that's just that there i'm gonna get off my old man's soapbox but it's true i think we all know it's true just is what it is all right everybody thanks for uh listening do the full scale outdoors podcast. Uh, yeah, we got a got a full week coming up. I got um, uh, I think I have a main episode this week. Oh, and it, who did I? I'm almost positive I got one, a regular thing. I just can't think of who it is right now. Um, but yeah, so we got a, a full week. Uh, I'm gonna get with uh, Nick tomorrow to do a waterfall Wednesday. Uh, already recorded your full Skull podcast for the Vikings fans out there. That'll be dropping on Thursday. And then we'll have your regular um, episode on Friday. So, yeah, you're good. I'm just pestering you guys with downloads. <sighs> busy, busy, busy. All I'm doing is recording, editing, and uploading podcasts. I swear to God. Now I, now I added that fishing report to my list of things to do. So that's sweet. <laughs> It's a good thing I love this shit. All right, everybody, thanks for listening. Whatever your passion, pursue it full scale. <laughs>